Hello, hello, and welcome to Season 3 of Genderator. I'm your host, Jennifer Sanfilippo. Like a stone tossed in the water, the coronavirus caused an insidious pandemic that rippled throughout the world. As we quickly realized, that stone didn't enter the water unaccompanied. So many other rocks of all sizes hit the water with it, causing havoc in so many areas of our lives. I picture two larger rocks, one called economic fallout and the other mental health crisis. They landed seconds after the corona stone hit the water, causing a greater splash and bigger ripples. We'll be feeling their effects for years to come. Likely, each listener has their own personal stones that landed in the water as well. People deemed essential, like transit workers and grocery store employees, without proper personal protection equipment. People who care for sick relatives unrelated to the virus, making do with reduced or suspended medical support. My stone is cancer. Corona has added a vexing complexity as my family manages through the nightmare that is my husband's battle with leukemia. I think of a stone called mourning for all the people who've lost loved ones from COVID or non-COVID-related illnesses and how they have been robbed of the opportunity to say goodbye in a way that is healthy for their families and friends and to find peace through closure. This painful healing process, like everything else, is on pause. Then there are the first responders and healthcare workers who've had their own boulders foisted into the water. These are the heroes that we honor with noisemakers and applause at 7 p.m. or in silent meditation. We are looking to them to carry an unfair burden for us as we stand helpless on the sidelines. All these rocks, stones, and boulders are troubling our water something awful. Genderator is dedicated to encouraging conversations about equity and inclusion. This pandemic has thrown into sharp relief the importance of this crucial dialogue. From the healthcare perspective, preliminary analytics show that the virus is disproportionately affecting people of color. According to the Charlotte Observer, the county that contains Charlotte, North Carolina, is about 33% black, but black residents make up roughly 44% of its coronavirus cases. In Michigan, the highest concentrations of cases are in largely black, largely poor counties around Detroit. According to ProPublica, Milwaukee County, Wisconsin is just 26% black, yet African Americans account for almost half of the coronavirus cases and 80% of the deaths. In Illinois, African Americans make up 14.6% of the population, but 28% of confirmed cases. The data may be preliminary, thus too soon to adequately mark trends. However, hard facts about existing conditions that are known to exacerbate a pandemic like this can't be ignored. Axios recently highlighted these facts. African Americans are more likely to have several underlying health conditions, including heart disease, diabetes, hypertension, and some cancers that can make COVID-19 infections more severe. Lower income areas, which tend to have larger non-white populations, have less access to health care services, and the quality of that care is often worse than what wealthier parts of the countries receive. Lower income workers are less likely to have health insurance. They're also less likely to be able to work from home, and therefore more likely to have to keep going to work and putting themselves at risk. 
Substandard housing, multiple families living together, and homelessness all facilitate the virus spread. If we look through the gender lens, the Gates Foundation informs us that women make up roughly 70% of the world's health and social sector workforce, and they perform on average more than twice as much unpaid caregiving as men do. Whether at a hospital or at home, women's role in taking care of others increases their risk of infection. Communities of color and people in lower income brackets are suffering mightily under the financial burdens caused by the economic fallout. The receding tide of our economy revealed the boulders of economic disparity. The disparity will affect our entire economy and social systems for years to come if we don't get out in front of it in earnest and try to flatten that curve. Keeping the dialogue around inclusion alive and productive is crucial to the health of our country and its citizens as we work through this tragic chapter. The effects of the pandemic present an opportunity for us to not only create a vision, but an actual blueprint for what a genuinely inclusive society looks like as we head into an abruptly transformed society. As we grapple with the meaning of a forever changed world caused by a silent, surreal war, there is a beauty to behold. Daily, I am awestruck by the acts of kindness, compassion, and empathy. So many people have demonstrated an amazing grace and love of humankind in response to our collective situation. I've witnessed and heard about outpourings of support and assistance for neighbors, for strangers, and for our healthcare workers. Many people are answering the call being asked of humanity. It seems the productive actions and good expressions of love and care are outpacing the bad expressions born of self-interest. This is an extraordinary moment in time. It is devastating, yes, yet it offers a great opportunity to architect equitable socioeconomic structures and level the playing field. Are we able to channel all this demonstrated goodwill toward that meaningful effort? What will happen when we emerge from these troubled waters? I'm Jennifer Sanfilippo. Welcome to Season 3 of Genderator. A special thank you to Andy Hassenflug, composer of my podcast music. This rendition of Wade in the Water was arranged by Ella Jenkins and performed by Ella Jenkins and the Goodwill Spiritual Choir of Monumental Baptist Church in 1960 for Folkways Records.